Sparkler parents. Welcome back to the podcast. Over the next few episodes, we are going to be discussing a book called Brain-Based Parenting, The Neuroscience of Caregiving for Healthy Attachment, written by Daniel Hughes and Jonathan Balin. All the information to get this book is going to be in the show notes. I recommend looking on Audible if you subscribe or checking the book out from your library. Many library systems now have uh, audiobooks that you can check out either in person or through an app and this would be a great way to listen or read the book uh, during the day, um, maybe in car rides and whatnot and then you can check back in with me and we are going to be dissecting the book and putting a few activities to it. So let's dive in. like this book because it is based in science with lots of scientific information, references to different research articles, and yet at the same time, quite relatable. And there are many examples of how the concepts or ideas put forth in this book relate to us as parents. I wanted to discuss further this book and kind of break it down by chapter, just as a way to have a conversation. So in order to have a conversation, this has to go both ways. So I really would appreciate you uh, reaching out to me um, and letting me know your thoughts as we kind of go through this book. So this episode, we're just going to give this overview of what this book is about and hopefully pique your interest to um, encourage you to to access this book, like I said, at the library or um, however you are able. So this book goes over how we can function as parents from a brain-based perspective. What does that mean? Well, everybody has parenting advice for us, and a lot of it does come from people's past experiences some positive, some negative. Some people are telling you what they do to do because what they did worked for them. Other people are saying do the opposite because that didn't work for them. And when it comes down to it, it's all based off of our relationships with the children that we're rearing, but also the other people in our lives and the support that we have in our own individual circumstances and how we relate to that, how we manage the stress. And so everybody kind of has a different answer because everybody's coming from a different place. So this book lays out the basis for how that functions in our brain and why things make sense to us and how to optimize that parental relationship we have with our children and how to keep ourselves in a parental state of mind as opposed to being unparental. They use that term, um, you know, unparenting in the sense that if you are not yet a parent, you may not feel as connected to little kids or to young children But that usually changes once we have children of our own. And this book sets up the reasons why behind that. And it is all about survival and the continuation of our species that this is so. That 
parents, whether it's biological parents or adoptive parents or somehow another way the children come to you, your body physiologically goes through a change, priming you to be a parent, ready, getting you ready neurochemically in your brain and your body to handle the stress of parenting. And then the other side of that is we have our children and this is where they're doing the best that they can given their genes, their environment, um, and their ability to regulate themselves in any given moment, which of course, as babies, they don't have much ability to control their regulation. And that's where we come in. And just knowing that humans are the most helpless at birth and take the longest to raise. Our brains only begin to mature around 17 years of age. They don't stop maturing until our early 20s. So that's a lot of time to have invested as a parent and allows us to keep learning. And this book is going to help give us a jump start because it's going to help set us up as parents, understanding what we need to do to help this process for our children. So that's why you should get this book uh, and read along with me and we'll talk um, chapter by chapter. Hold on, don't go away. We've got one more little tip for you today. Uh, this week, I would like for you to start noticing. Start noticing your reactions to your children. Notice what your thoughts are. Notice what you're saying to your kids. And if you can, tune in to what you're feeling. This morning, my son left his milk cup on the side table and the dog went over and started licking and spilled it. And in the past, my reaction would have been yelling, what are you doing? Why did you leave it there? And I clearly noticed this morning that I wasn't upset, that I just let him know, you know, go ahead and help me get a cloth and it's okay. Asked him after we got it all cleaned up what we could do differently next time. Uh, he was very apologetic. He didn't mean to leave the milk cup there in intentionally. Uh, he, he was initially upset at the dog, but the dog was just doing what dogs do, look for food. Um, and so I had a very acute awareness that I stayed calm in the moment, that we were able to move through that without any yelling, which wouldn't have served anyone in the past if I would have yelled. You know, all that does is create um, shame in the child. It doesn't, doesn't create anything that's motivating to change because he wasn't aware of his behavior at the moment. He forgot to pick up the milk. So do I need to set up, set up some more boundaries around that, that maybe we only can have milk up at the counter or the table, not on the couch? You know, that's on me. Um, yeah, he's old enough to know to bring the milk back up when he's done, but he forgot because he had other things he was focusing on. So 
I may have to set up some other boundaries. But if I can start to notice for me how I'm feeling, how I'm reacting, I can create a better environment for my children so that they can move through challenging situations better. So that's your homework for this week. Don't need to change anything about what you're doing. Just be aware of how you handle conflict. Be aware of your thoughts, your words, your actions. And most importantly, if you can, be aware of those emotions and feelings. All right, everybody, I'll see you guys or listen for me on the next episode. 